This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios. House spelt the German way. Marge, please. Old people don't need companionship. They need to be isolated and studied so it can be determined what nutrients they have that might be extracted for our personal use. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Stop reading that Ross Perot pamphlet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, this is Two Bad Neighbors. My name is Greg. My name's Alan. And uh, here we are. Yeah. Here we are again. We're and uh, we have, do we have, uh, do we want to jump into uh, how you been? <laughs> sure. You're moving. Uh, yeah, I'm moving at the end of the month. That's cool. Yep. Is it a nice place? It is. It's, it's a, a three-bedroom, three-bathroom. Why so big? That's a lot of bathrooms. Yeah, because uh, I like space, and One for considering function. this is only two hundred bucks more than what I'm currently paying. Oh, for totally a, for a two bedroom, yeah. one bathroom. Where so, is it? Uh, it's in Tuxedo, which is just north of where I currently am. Tuxedo. Can, can we go back yeah. to the bathrooms? Is it going to be like? Are you <laughs> divvying them up so like one will be showering, one's pooping, and one's peeing? Well, so the the upstairs. That's one, what I did here. The, <laughs> the upstairs one is a uh, is like a, the full bathroom with like a uh, like a jacuzzi tub. So that'll be like the main bathroom Ooh, for like, fancy. you know, relaxing. Don't poos where you jacuzzi. Don't poos where you jacuzzi. That's the <laughs> motto that we have. Uh, the one on the main floor is actually just a, like, just a half a bathroom, essentially. It's mm-hmm. like a toilet and sink. Oh, I'm familiar. Uh, and then the basement is another shower bathroom. So that'll be for, you know, emergency situations. Sure. Someone's showering upstairs and I want to shower. Oh, go- I can. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to wait and hope that they, it's not one of those hour-long showers that people take. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. And it's just going to be you and the doctor again? Yes. Sweet. And uh, eventually a dog. Ooh. So, You're going to get a dog? Yeah, I'm going to get a dog. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's great. Pretty exciting. Charles. Hi. <laughs> Charles Neto is here. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to Two Bad Neighbors. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. It's. Uh, I also do. I get swag because the last time I was here, I got a free hat. You got because, a free hat the last. Yeah, time? you guys. You had one that I remember. I didn't remember the episode that we talked about, <laughs> but I remember. You remember the the. I still wear material it. goods that are gifted to me. That's right. You guys had one uh, trivia like the night before, and okay. there were some hats. Oh yeah, you'd have to be more specific about and that. Big oh, rock, do that a it lot. Was big rock hats, <laughs> and I still wear my big rock hat. There you go. So I was expecting some more swag. No, uh, every guest gets one swag. So you've allotted your swag. Don't don't set that as a precedent. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford. I actually, to give I have a lot of things in my car that I could give you that I'm giving away. So yeah. like a bag full of plays. You like plays? Uh, do I? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, fifty fifty on them. Really, <laughs> I could take them or leave them. <laughs> we have a bunch of big rock bottle openers. There we go. There we go. Some full size movie movie posters. Yeah. I got some Whoa. some board games I'm giving away. Some jigsaw puzzles. Mm. Yeah. And if you want to win some of these prizes, come on down to Kevin Bacon's Six Degrees of Movie Trivia, which will be happening May seventeenth, in honor of May the Fourth be with you. It is going to be a Star Wars edition. Mm. So brush mm. up your lightsabers and get on your 
X Wings. It's going to be exclusively about the prequel <laughs> it's <be> trilogy. All... <laughs> it's going to be exclusively about the uh, the short lived television series Clone Wars, and that that and only that. Wasn't okay. there like four seasons? You say short lived. Well, there's one. There was an animated one, and there was a. Well, sorry, they're both animated. There was a. 2D animated one, and then there was a 3D animated one. I think the 3D, 3D one lasted a long yeah, time. Yeah, it lasted a long time. But the, the 2D one was only like two seasons, I think? Yeah, something and like that. Like They're both six, called six clone. episodes. Yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That, it, it, won't be just, it, it won't be just that. Uh, <laughs> we'll really? Because we'll I about totally pre- thought you were being serious. No. Yeah, it's one thing you might not know about me. I'm sarcastic often. S- you're sarcastic. Yeah, and I, I pronounce it weird, too. <laughs> With, anyway, with a capital S, a capital A, and a capital R. That's right. <laughs> That's May seventeenth at Dickens Pub. That's my early plug, just because it seemed to flow naturally. It did. <laughs> all those are all prizes I'm giving away. And now it's over. All right. <laughs> We're talking about The Simpsons again. Yeah. Because that's the only thing we know how to talk about. Yeah, that's all I care about anymore. Yeah, it's kind of in a blur now. We're in like this is two years. Two years, this? yeah. This is episode 60, I believe. Yes, this is episode 60. And um feels good. <laughs> feels good. Episode 60, 102 episodes covered. We're talking about Lady Bouvier's Lover mm-hmm. today, which is actually, I think, is going to be a really interesting uh, discussion because I'm um, going to go right into it now. I did not like it. Okay. <laughs> Oh, so interesting. Yeah, I was going to ask you. We talked about it before we started, and yeah. I, was, I was wondering if even after... I I enjoy... Like, I don't think it's one of the strongest, like, memorable ones, yeah. but I, I think it's still an enjoyable... There's definitely some jokes that land flat, but I also think there's, like, the Ross Perot... I mean, there's there's some... <laughs> there's I, a lot I, of great jokes. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of great jokes, and, like, quintessential Simpsons mo- yep. moments. I, like, I feel like when you do a cut-up of Monty Burns throughout the years, you do the one where he's dancing with her. Like, that's a classic, <laughs> yeah. like, him moment. Or saying, sure. yip was it Yoop-dee-doo? Whoop-dee-doo. Whoop-dee-doo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's one of the rare times you see him for a brief moment kind of being in love and being like a decent human being that you yeah. never see otherwise. Whoop-dee-doo, Tarantula <laughs> Town. <laughs> Why does he have that? The, the hitherto for never seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I didn't like it uh, because I thought too many of the jokes fell flat. And the story was obviously really, really weak, um, just overall. And I didn't think it had a satisfying conclusion or middle as far as characters go. Like, I don't, I, I didn't think it was, yeah, I, I, I thought it was just kind of lazy as far as, like, storytelling went. There were definitely some great jokes, though. Yeah. I will not, um... I, I can't I can't argue that, but it's definitely it's, it's the writers at the peak of their game. Yeah. So even when they write a less memorable episode, there's still going to be tons of and, memorable moments. Yeah, and the this episode. is and this is a very unique example of that, right? Because we haven't really come across an episode that I find as weak as this in season five yet, right? Um, and the the fact that we have is just like well actually it's still a good episode of television right yeah. it's still a good episode of television it does what it sets out to do which is make you laugh right and if that's the worst this season has to offer i mean we're in really good shape um but i just i think it's a a noticeable dip in quality compared to the stuff that 
came before, like immediately before. Mm. It does, however, have a great opening with Maggie's first birthday. I really enjoy yeah. that part. That's a good. That's a good little scene. Yeah, especially um, with the big callback to the baby with the one eyebrow who we just. My question, yeah, is that so? That's not Unibrow's first. His no. first appearance was last episode. Yeah, so the, we've the just been this. introduced to him. Okay, because yeah. uh, they're basically talking about how, or sorry, two episodes before this, right? Yeah, because uh, it's episode uh, one hundred when uh, Skinner gets fired and Lisa's saying how everyone has a mortal enemy. Uh, Sherlock cut his Moriarty. Uh, Oh, what was the, the other one? It was very funny. The second one, she says. I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, and then, but then she says, and even Maggie has that baby with the one eyebrow. Right. And that's when we, we first see him. But uh, that's how much, like, we've just talked about this episode recently, and I can't remember lines from it. That's how much this is all jumbled in my no, brain. No, I know. That's what happens when we do so many together, like, <laughs> yeah. in, like, yeah, in yeah. quick succession. Because, like, these are actually coming out on time for once. Yeah, <laughs> so far. Yeah. When you say on time, I mean you have a deadline. Well, we 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 try to we try to get them out once a week. So okay, yeah. yeah. But obviously, life gets in the way, and sometimes we have to have a oh, week guys. without one. And I know work harder. We're just we're not getting paid for this. Yeah, do this. <laughs> uh, like put more effort in, into this <laughs> oh, for free. There's no you no sponsors yet. No, no. like a little jingle, a little halfway no. jingle time. Brought to you by. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You don't have anyone to. No. Well, I, I, think it's free. I thought Bobby. maybe you were offering to sponsor us no. just now. Well, maybe. <laughs> this episode yeah. is brought, brought to you by, by Charles Armor Hot Dogs. <laughs> Please um, buy Armor Hot Dogs. So yeah. So this uh, this is the uh, the twenty first episode of uh, season five. Uh, this is directed by Wes Archer, written by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein, and uh, pronounce his name right. Wine- Did I? Yeah. Way to go. Great. I always see. I always second guess it as I'm saying it, and I'm like, "No, say it the other way," because you always get it wrong. And this time I didn't. I just went with it, and yeah. I was right. So you did it anyway. Uh, original air date May twelfth, nineteen ninety four, and uh, basically it was the Abe third Simpson. highest Fox show that week. Wow! Yeah, just uh, <laughs> outdone by Melrose Place and Beverly Hills. Well, I mean, those are juggernauts. Melrose Place. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Um, Abe Simpson falls in love with Marge's mother, Jacqueline Bouvier, and they start dating. However, on on a night on the town, Mr. Burns takes her away from him. Abe is brokenhearted when he learns that Jackie is going to marry Mr. Burns. So this is an old-person-heavy episode. (laughs) Yeah. They they talk about in that... um, uh, I'm just going to pull back the curtain a little that Alan read some of that off of Wikipedia. And I read a little bit of Wikipedia (laughs) before I came. Yeah, but they said that they wanted to do one about... like That they felt at the time it was pretty unique in television to have an old person focused right. episode. Yeah. yeah. And they've, and they've done it a couple times, at least one time before that I can think of offhand old money, uh, which yeah. is also an episode we yeah. didn't really care for. <laughs> uh, I did not care for that one. No. And uh, I wonder if that's, uh, I just wonder if that's a common thing with the Simpsons, at least for us. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not quite as, uh, uh, down on this episode as you are, sure. Greg. Um, but it's definitely when I see the title, uh, when I'm watching my DVDs or etc., I'm like, ah, oh. like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not when I'm like, ooh, like this is the the episode with blank. It's it's oh, it's the old people falling in love. It's I don't really care. See, that's not even the thing. Like, like you guys are such fucking ageists. I know, the, I'm very uh, ageist. The, is what I'm learning about myself right now. That's not even what I find the problem is with the episode. I would be fine with that if it was actually kind of about that, hmm. right? Like. But it happens so quickly, and it's over yeah. so quickly that you you don't get a chance to see any real like any any real sweetness. And like, 
they they make no attempt in this episode to make Abe Simpson uh, a character. They just they, he's just he's always been prior to this uh, comic foil, and he they they don't do anything to make him a character capable of sustaining an episode in this and. And he doesn't sustain the episode. They need to uh, ham-fistedly insert this B-plot that's over in an <laughs> act, by the way, with um, Bart stealing Homer's wallet. Yeah. Right? Um, a, a plot that goes nowhere and is resolved super fast. Um, just they, they, they weave it into the A-plot pretty, pretty expertly. They do. They do. They, they, I, was, I, was, I liked that because it, it, it turned out to be a good scene, right? Right. But as is the problem with a lot of B plots, um, I, I think if they got rid of it and focus more on making Abe a relatable or at least kind of sympathetic character. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think too. It's it's you're right, and I think as well, um, it's it, where it misses. It's just that relationship happens. So we, like Monty comes, like it's seventy percent like that episode. If you're like in terms of the time, whether it's either. The mother uh, um, and and Monty versus uh, uh, Abe, it's um, like m- much heavier on the Abe, uh, or excuse me, on the Monty side. And I yeah. think that's like, yeah, you don't. You, it's hard to relate to the him and their relationship when it just it kind of happens pretty quickly. Like there, there's not a real connection. And what, like, why do they like each other other than they're both old and kind of lonely? Yeah, there's know? there's yeah. no there's there's no foundation for it. Yeah, right. And that's that's the problem that I find. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not that it's about three old people. Right. Because right. I love Burns. Right. Um, yeah. It's just the other two. I don't <laughs> find like I. Uh, What's Mrs. Bouvier's first name? Jacqueline. Thank you, Jacqueline. <laughs> And do they? Like, it's another, does, it's another does reference. Does the relationship <laughs> come out of uh, the ep- uh, like? Do, do they ever? Because those characters obviously are still in it. So is it ever referenced again? No. Or is it ever? Not, not. I mean, not to my knowledge. They might. Yeah. Again, we we talk about this often. Uh, Post season ten, maybe not outside <laughs> right, the canon. Right, yeah. Not outside the canon. Yeah. yeah so. Maybe in the fan fiction years. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, it's so. I guess so what I, I guess call everything after Al Jean comes yeah, back. No, I know. Because um, fuck that guy. Yes, I know. <laughs> bingo. <laughs> There's your bingo. Uh, the the thing that I'm I'm curious about is so Grandpa is kind of throughout the series, um, with the exception of Old Money, I'd say, uh, and then uh, Raging Raging Hellfish episode, yeah, which we'll get to, uh, is mostly a like you said, like a comic foil, uh, kind of a just uh, let's make fun of old people. Like, whenever we need to make fun of old people in some way, let's throw Grandpa in there and make him do something senile. And that's a big issue with a lot of the uh, C characters, I want to call them, that they introduce in the later later in this in the series run. Yeah. Uh, Duffman, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Disco Stew, you know, those, those kind of characters that are basically introduced as one joke, more or less. And then eventually they make episodes about them, and they're not good because... They don't have real three D three dimensional characters. They have two dimensional characters, and I wouldn't call Abe Simpson a two dimensional character, but they often write him as one. Yes, and that's why I think it's it's hard to. Uh, I think they could have done it in this episode. Yes, they could, they could have made him a three dimensional. That's character. the most disappointing but the, part. But for the me. fact is, they pretty much kept him in that two dimensional square, but trying to make a whole story around him. Yeah, and so that causes some some issues, and that's why I feel Burns is even a factor. I think that the writers at some point realized, you know, we can't 
we can't have an whole episode whole episode of Abe trying to court uh Jackie. So let's just put in, you know, a third uh like a triangle, right? Yeah, because you have a, you have like with Abe, you have a character who up until this point you haven't really gone into, right? Right. Um he's a surface humor character. Um and in Jackie you have a character who you've literally never gone into mm-hmm. before, right? She's so just basically an old Marge clone. She's just the old Marge. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, and the only character that you've actually put a lot of time and effort into giving layers to is your villain. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's that to me is like his moment of humanity is is one of the more interesting things in that episode of uh, and that's Burns often a, yeah that's often a case with Burns centric episodes is when you kind of see the the humanity behind his evilness you, yeah yeah you, you appreciate him as a character more even though you're always like when's he gonna you know turn evil again because yeah when's the other shoe gonna drop yeah. when is he gonna yeah. yeah doesn't take him very long in this no. one <laughs> <laughs> takes him like a single yeah, meeting we really with lose <laughs> very quickly yeah yeah, yeah. single meeting yeah. with Bart yeah but yeah I think it it did yeah it felt um. Yeah, they didn't give, I mean, yeah, letting, even if it's, I don't know if it's either more of grandpa or just more of their relationship that I buy them falling in love and why it is more than just that they're both old, that there's some connection and that would have been interesting, I think, because. Well, and it's, it's interesting too, because it's, I mean, you look at Jackie and Abe and they're essentially both Marge and Homer Mm -hmm. counterparts, right? Yeah. And so it's almost like playing along that same, um, familiar story beat that the Simpsons goes to many times with Homer and Marge's relationship. We're like, why are these two together? Why do, why do they work? And they, they make it work really well. And they're trying to do that again with Jackie and Abe in a way where it's like, you know, she's the, she, she's a bit different. Jackie's a bit different because she's very cynical and old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like by, by that, I mean cynical in her old age. Yeah. Like, I could see yeah. Marge getting there. Yeah. Um, but the the key moment I think in the episode is when Abe does his Charlie Chaplin routine and it makes her laugh, and that's like a key thing with Marge and Homer is that Homer makes Marge laugh, yeah, and she appreciates that, and so you so you can kind of buy that they would be developing feelings for each other in the episode, but yeah, like it it seems to just get taken away way too quickly in it's, favor of Burns yeah. for some reason, yeah, it's and like why does she, why does she why does she just forget about like she's having to, she doesn't have to be in love with him, but she's yeah. just having a good time. And then Burns <laughs> comes in and it's just very 2d in terms of doesn't yeah. say much about her. No, as a character, <laughs> no, she's right? Just like, Oh, you danced me around a bunch. That's yeah. fun. Cool. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, it really sells that character short or it doesn't. Maybe that's just the way she is. And she's just like, it's just a poorly written character. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, or poorly written, uh, obstacle for Abe to come across. Yeah. Like, Oh, like we'll have someone else come in the picture. Oh, should we make a new character? No, we already have us, you know, an, a septuagenarian or whatever. Let's just bring Mr. Burns in there and have him um, be an inexplicably good dancer for a yeah, moment, so, so that he'll sweep her off her feet and, and then and fluid fills his kneecaps <laughs> in the next scene. <laughs> so yeah, it, it it's that that part is the the less believable part because it's just it's al- it's always baffling to me that no one or that anyone in the town of Springfield a doesn't know who Monty Burns is. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like his true nature. And and B like would be interested in him in any way. He hasn't, he hasn't descended into everyday cartoonish supervillainy yet. 
No, because and they don't reference like when he's at the door. They that's why I was asking if the three eyed fish episode happened because they right. don't like. It's also both ways though. They don't really react like they kind of know him because there's but it doesn't. And well, the Simpson family knows him very well. intimately. Yeah, yeah I guess he he yeah one hundred percent of the time forgets who they are. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. That is every, the, every major life event. Yeah. has revolved around them in some way. Yeah, and and that. Is the American dream. <laughs> Not even a joke. Um, be- For your boss to forget who you are? Yes, that okay. means 100% job security. <laughs> Especially, no, because it's because the power plant yeah. is a privately owned company, mm-hmm. right? The buck stops with Mr. Burns. Okay. Right? If you're Homer Simpson and you have caused meltdowns to triple <laughs> since you have become safety inspector. <laughs> which he has. Which he has. Your boss forgetting about you, forgetting that you even exist, needing to be reminded of your name every single time he encounters you is a gift from God. <laughs> I suppose. It is I think infinite <laughs> job security. It's what Frank Grimes is talking about. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, but it's not just like it's it's also that I think Burns just doesn't give a shit about safety. Also and, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I make a lot of money. So. Burns doesn't give a shit about anything, right? Unless it benefits him. Yeah, right. So, and not giving a shit about safety benefits him. Yeah, because That's it's right. cheaper. Yeah. yeah, he was the Donald Trump character before. Yeah, even I mean Donald Trump was around, but not yeah before but. he was in the limelight, as it yes. were. Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 book Planet Simpson um, does a great job of just uh, of, of saying how Burns is everything wrong with uh, corporate greed and capitalism. Yeah, right. Just sandwiched into one Machiavellian character, yeah. and it's true. And they even they 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 even play it for uh, to go further than that. How he can creep into uh, Abe's life, even though he has nothing to do with Mister Burns, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Jackie even calls him the devil himself. <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> Who told you? Oh, <laughs> uh, you were kidding. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I don't know. It's weird. What, like, why is Burns at that dance? <laughs> it's a, it's something it's a, he it's would do. Lady. It's a yeah. community center. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a community center for old people. He should be at home with his money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Donald ducking it up. Or, yeah. Uh, uh, Scrooge McDucking. Scrooge it up. McDuck. Yeah. yeah. Having a swim in his money. <laughs> Um, yeah, there is. I mean, there's so many good gags that it. The episode's still enjoyable. Yep, like, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, there's some great gags in that. The punching, the, <laughs> the cake, the um, the pick, the double pickpocket well, is McGaggy's a classic. Birthday. Like that's a classic one. I feel like that's one we've also just seen too. Like uh, the of uh, the very same. I like this episode because it has a bunch of. I feel continuity callbacks in it <laughs> uh, because we see Salvatore. We we sorry we see Luigi, Luigi. and Salvatore. Salvatore, Mr. Um, no tip. Yeah, Mr. No tip, and, and the, the zombie that he <laughs> that he brought <laughs> with or whatever. Uh, and he's just been introduced two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And um, Gerald, yeah, and in yeah. the boy who knew too much, uh, Homer and Bart are playing hooky from their respective uh, obligations, right? And can't let me see, can't can't let the boy see me skipping work. Can't let Homer see right. me si- skipping school. And so they do they ridiculous, like, yeah, do terrible little yeah. pass each other. Yeah. It's like good afternoon, Hello. good day to you, sir, <laughs> sucker. And then yeah. they run away, and they do the same thing. Only they're picking each other's pockets. 
What I like about this one, though, is that it seems like like this is a thing Bart is planning, clearly. Homer has no way of knowing that Bart is going to do this, but he's still, he's a master pickpocket yes, because he he's still, <laughs> like, in a moment's notice, he's like, oh, now's my chance, and he grabs his, his uh, um, what do you call it, slingshot. Homer is an opportunist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and might I say, my candidate for this episode's MVP. Okay. Uh, oh, really? I think everything Homer says in this episode is fucking gold. The pink, the pink skin family? That's a great game. I that's, love that's weird, that. But it's fucking hilarious. I love how much, be freaks. I love how much he freaks out about it. Yeah. And yeah, I I do love that. I do love the uh the the quote you opened with. <laughs> the Ross Perot one. Yeah. I love the animation in that. I like how when she grabs the pamphlet and how like very like jerkily he tries to get it back before she crumples it. He's very like he's like no. It's it's really good. Yeah. The uh, there's an interesting one that they choose that moment the uh, the Fred Flintstones joke. Like that's a serious right. like touchstone, right, of those yeah. characters and their archetype and they just yep. kind of like that's the episode they finally say it out loud and yeah. kind of throw it in there. <laughs> so. Must be little pebbles. Have we seen have we seen the one where he, he like sings the song? I don't Simpson. think so. I think that's Homer a bit Simpson. Later. Yeah, that's that's later. Okay, um, because they do hang a light on it again. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I mean, I love when shows do that when uh, Family Guy has uh, a much more overt episode. Right? Oh, we don't talk about that so, here. I, I just did, guys. I just did. <laughs> oh, They're gonna edit. It's just gonna be bleep. Just it's just gonna be like what? <laughs> what? What's the it. episode? So, uh, is there an episode with, like a ton of uh, Homer's specifically actually in it? Just, oh, like, that's, Simpsons? that's a yeah. Simpsons yeah. Halloween episode. Yeah, a, oh, that's when it gets cloned. Oh, that's when yeah. it's a bunch yeah. of. And it pans yes, across right, the right, big and field. And that's actually totally what I was. Yeah, yeah, I think they do at some point as well. But yeah, you're right. That is the one that I'm thinking of as yeah. the Simpsons. And when they go to Italy, um, they're they're like they're looking through like a most wanted list, and they see Sideshow Bob, and then on the other side, it's um it's it's Peter Griffin, um, and it says plagiarissimo yeah. on it because that's a word. Um. <laughs> 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 There's a there's a funny note in the um in the Wikipedia that originally this episode was supposed to be um like kind of a, a misery takeoff where grandpa this might come around to like what was missing in it, that grandpa ends up on Burns' property injured and can't get off, and there's like a parallel and he thinks he's gonna get killed by Burns if he gets caught. Um and and then the but the episode was like eighty five pages, so they had to cut it. So coming back to like the things you're missing, you know, they might have been aware of it and they may have been trying to do more and they might have run out of time. Now, in fairness, you could bring up the B-plot, whether that was necessary. But, um, but yeah, so, I, I mean, I think they probably did know. And that, to me, was really interesting, the, the misery parallel. I will bring up the B-plot, because I do think it was unnecessary. Um, I would like to see that episode, though, because that's a completely different episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I would like to see that, uh, if it ever has been made or whatever. Um, or I, I'm sure it wasn't made, but um, script to you know that would be the kind of thing might yeah. float around. Somewhere. At this point, I think they would be better off digging through the discarded drafts of season three through eight scripts than making their own at this point, uh, and maybe just punching up those. <laughs> <laughs> just start there. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I haven't. I don't know. Like, are you guys still watching the show? No. Okay. No, but I I tune in like on news items every so often, so I know like things that they do. Like they did a sequel to Camp Krusty recently, mm. that uh, was met with poor reviews. Uh, <laughs> Alas, basically yeah. anytime there's like a big uh, quote unquote moment on the show, I'm aware of it, and I'm usually like, oh, maybe that'll be interesting. And then I read re- reviews, and they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> Let it die. 
Um, uh, the Flintstones opening, by the way, is from Marge vs. Monorail. So. so we have seen it. Yeah. Fantastic. This is what I'm talking about, how everything's just jumbled in my brain now. So yeah. I'm like, I don't remember if it's something we've done on the podcast before or something I've just, because I watch the shows often still. Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, it's possible you it happened You don't just before. watch it for this? You I don't just, just watch it for this. Just I watch, watch it for, for fun. Work? I enjoy it. <laughs> you guys are, you guys committed. You yeah. True love. Um, I, I just watch it for work now. Yeah. What do you, why, why do you guys, is it just like you know it so well, it just doesn't matter? You, you skip the chalkboard and the couch intro? Like, yeah, we we abandoned that you know, a while like, back. You don't like talk about it. No, this this <laughs> one's about Major League Baseball. Just so you know, the chalkboard and the couch is a uh, something. Family runs the couch, but when they get there, they break and shatter like glass. Oh, that's see, that's that's the kind of thing that's not interesting to talk about. <laughs> but the uh, that's why I'm here. Guest. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting guest. <laughs> but the sometimes yeah, like sometimes the the chalkboard stuff can can be interesting. Um, you said this one's about Major League Baseball. I don't uh, know anything about baseball. No, it's not that. I, it's just uh, I will not retransmit without retransmit without the express permission of Major League Baseball. Oh, okay. It's oh, like, that old gag. Yeah. It's right. A reference to right. If you watch baseball, I yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean that. That one particular was. I was just curious. No. Yeah. We guys, we just we pretty much decided at one point that I mean, a they often would skip it yeah. uh, because if the episode ran long, they wouldn't have those. Um, Especially also, in these seasons some, now. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it just became less of a thing that was interesting. So <laughs> it might be interesting to watch this episode's, um, extra commentary. Just, I'm so curious about that misery timeline and all of that, like to mm. hear what they have to say about it. I mean, maybe they don't, t- who knows, but yeah, well, yeah. I, I, it's been a while and I, I'm actually thinking of doing it again, but I, I've listened to every single commentary for seasons one through 10. Oh. Um, and a, a couple times, in fact, like just sometimes I'd be like, you know, oh, I'm enjoying what rewatching this season of the Simpsons, but. I don't need to watch it all again, but hey, commentary. I can watch them all with commentary. That's fun. And I learn new things. And uh, But sometimes I'll have... Another way to pass the time as you slowly, <laughs> slowly slip towards death. I mean, you guys do know they, they, they do have other, like, other shows exist in the world. No, though, right? like, it's not, not to I'm my... really into Hannibal. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving that another watch. Nice, good, good. Yeah. Uh, but I was just gonna say, sometimes they have the like the cast members on the commentary, which is like really cool for me because I love hearing voice actors yeah. in their in their element. But they often don't give much insight into the actual episode, yeah. so I'm not sure about this one. But it's possible that you know they have Julie Kavner on. Ju- Julie Kavner, I love her, but she is the worst comment- <laughs> commentary person because all she does is she just goes, "Oh, I love that." Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> like, that's so all she does the whole time. Like, she's watching it for the first time and being like, oh, that's so sweet. How is that her real voice? And Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's baffling to me. It's so weird. Uh, speaking of Julie Kavner, she's on overtime in this, this she episode. She really is. She's voicing once. Marge, Jacqueline, and the two sisters. Yep. Uh, all in one scene in one yeah. instance. So. And she's nailing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Homer too. I mean, or, or Homer, Dan, Dan too. Yeah. Arguably, is uh, voicing Grandpa Homer, uh, Barney, Krusty, Krusty, and Mel, etc. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> once so that's again, fun. once again, they have him working overtime, as uh, they should. Yeah. yeah. Um, until, until he dies, you keep him on a tight leash. I found Sideshow Mel actually very Homer esque this time. <laughs> This time around, it's like they only had a couple of takes with that. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's conducting a a monkey a kazoo monkey kazoo orchestra. Orchestra. Yeah, yeah. Now, so he says, you know, Krusty, please, is so demeaning, and he's like, yeah. shut up and conduct. And then one of the monkeys hits a wrong note, 
and he immediately playing. he immediately no he hits a wrong note that's oh. why he stops playing oh yeah if you listen very carefully oh right 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 <laughs> oh, wow. um, but he count. stops playing and and uh, Mel immediately jabs him with the con- with the baton and it causes him to attack him and I was, I'm always like what like if he's not really into doing this why is he so quick to punish the monkey. <laughs> It's his job, I man. Guess. Mel but, is a consummate it, professional. No, he's not. Because <laughs> right before that, he's like, "Don't make me do this on air." It's he not. Just, this isn't behind the scenes. Yeah. This is while the show is running. Which again, what is the Krusty the Clown show? <laughs> I the feel like it's such a mishmash of like those guys. So many references in The Simpsons that I just don't get at the time. And uh, well, yeah, I mean, we've talked about yeah. this a couple times about how it's this weird amalgamation of variety shows but yeah. sometimes it's for kids sometimes it's very clearly right. for adults and sometimes he'll do interviews with like famed politicians uh he'll have guest appearances by ravi shankar it's it's so bizarre but i feel it's inspired from like yeah just of a different age that yeah i don't think there's one show that did exactly that but i still feel like there's probably they the writers probably grew up on some version of that that we yeah, well, there's it's definitely based on was it like Rusty Nails or something was like a <laughs> clown that I think well that's what the voice is based on if I remember correctly that Dan Dan said he vo- based the voice on a clown he mm. used to watch when yeah. he was a kid and it was like Rusty Nails or something that might be the wrong thing entirely. No, but. I think you're actually right. I'm pretty sure you're right. It's Rusty Nails because I remember thinking yeah. that's a terrible name for a clown. It is. <laughs> it is. But that's like, also the name of the like serial killer in that movie Joyride. But I mean, think about the remember that. <laughs> I do the, not. The Paul Walker classic. Yes, right. of course. And Candy Cane. And Lily Sobieski. Lily Sobieski. And uh, Steve Zahn, was he in it? Yeah. yeah. Good for him. Oh, good for him. <laughs> like nothing to add to this part of the conversation. <laughs> I'm a big Paul Walker fan. You got to watch Joyride, man. Yeah. Okay. It's seminal right. classic of... Uh, probably not going to, but... 1990s, But I'll just say, yeah. Or was it 2000s? It's got to be 2000s. Uh, it's post... It's it, got to be in that... Yeah, if it was 90s, park. I'd be much more... It's post Fast and Furious. Oh. The Fast and the Furious. Right. Not so the like probably one. like two thousand two? Yeah, probably. Let's find out. Like we're we're talking like peak walker here. <laughs> right. Has there ever been like, like he had probably just done the skulls. That's how peak walker we are right now. But like I mean Peak Walker has been like since he was introduced to televisions or to <laughs> the silver screen. No, I would say like everything. Two thousand one. You're right, two thousand one. Yeah, I would say everything but she's all that is Peak Walker. No, I mean that's like that's like a classic Paul Walker as the villain. Yeah, that's why it's not peak, because he's I obviously guess. a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy him as a villain. No. He is yeah. too, too charismatic, yeah. too There's handsome. Sparkle in yep. his eyes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that movie's awful. Which? <laughs> She's all that. Oh, yeah. It's very bad. <laughs> I was blinded by my love of Rachel Lee Cook. Uh, who wasn't? Yeah. She's wonderful. She is great. Yeah. Uh, you guys are like I'm curious to you. This is not like as much. I mean, I just I did make the note. I mean, Phil Hartman shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, sure does, uh, and he's wonderful as um, <laughs> Trey McClure. Thank you. Uh, which and yeah, he's and I always was like a little bummed that The Simpsons never did some sort of tribute for Phil Hartman when he died. Like for those characters, I don't know. Like I don't know what it would be. Um, whether it's like just like a one line gag or the other way, do like a just a some sort of show that kind of has a clip show or something. But I think their way. Of uh, this is like I, and I I agree with you, but I think their way of of paying tribute to him was retiring the characters. Yeah, was retiring yeah. the characters completely yes. silently without without drawing attention to it, right? Yeah, because it was so tragic and sudden, yeah. right? Um, Nancy Cartwright's book, uh, "My Life as a Ten Year Old Boy," um, 
covers that. Okay. Uh, and how it felt. Yeah. Um, and it's it's pretty like it's pretty devastating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and like I kind of I kind of get it. I would have loved to have seen like some sort of a a tribute as well, but um, I also get why they didn't. Yeah, I mean the circumstances when it happened and whatnot, but uh, yeah, because I mean definitely retiring them, there was never I think a question that those characters would continue on. It just uh, would have been yeah something I don't know what, but uh, I mean not to yeah. I'm sure it was very difficult on their side, so it's easy to kind of nitpick now. But I think as fans, at least, it was always kind of craving that, I don't know what, something to just kind of one last or, yeah, acknowledgement. Yeah, I think it's tough because, uh, so the other major uh, project Hartman was a part of at this time was uh, News Radio. I don't know if any of you guys watched that show. Yeah, I did. I did. And they they did a whole episode. I actually kind of like that show. No, I like that show, too. It was a great show, yeah. Yeah. But they had a whole episode devoted to... Uh, Hartman's passing yeah. because they basically had the character passing, right? Yeah. And uh, I think it's easier for that type of show to do that, do that kind of, do that kind of, that kind of tri- tribute than The Simpsons because you can't, I mean, A, it's tough to be like, to do that similar idea where it's like the characters died and that's how we're going to pay tribute to them because it's a family cartoon, right? Yeah. Can't be like, this episode's all about how these two major players in Springfield are dead and the Simpsons are crying about it. You know what I mean? Like, that's a that's a tough thing to do. And while you probably could argue that they could Frankenstein some of his uh, his lines into some kind of, like you said, some kind of final send-off or whatnot, that's difficult, too, because then there's kind of some moral ambiguity there on whether that's, you know, paying yeah. tribute to him or, or like, kind yeah. of beating a dead horse, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I was just surprised there wasn't anything, even as, yeah. like even smaller than that, maybe, but I don't know, just a I thought a I remembered, I was a... I was trying to look it up, but I thought I remembered there being a thing in the uh, Tale of Two Cities episode where Springfield gets divided into two area zones or whatever, or, sorry, uh, phone phone area yeah, yeah, codes. Yeah, yeah. I thought I remembered there being something about it, that being, like, the last appearance of the two characters, and it shows them, like, climbing over the wall, like, to get on the other side or something. Mm. But... I can't remember if that's just if I made that up just now. I tried to look it up briefly, but I have found nothing, so <laughs> I might be making that up entirely. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, it's sad, but but let's talk a little bit about how many TVs there are in the Simpsons household. <laughs> um, how many TVs are there in this? Well, there's, a, there's, there's a one. Lot. There was one in the main living room. Yeah. There's yeah. one in the little den area. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely one in. Uh, their room, right? Yeah, they've, they've watched TV in their room yep. before. Uh, Homer and Marge. Yep. Um, where else would be one? And Bart has that little portable one. He has a, he has a portable one. Is that portable one, which is like, this is where my problem with the B plot begins. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> because he's watching it on his little portable television. We see him watch it, and then um, it cuts. It, well, what he's when he's when they're talking about this, this like this stupid animation cell, um, it cuts to like a millennial or a '90s kid or Generation, Generation X. X, sorry, yes. yeah, and it's like cha whatever, right? And it's like, who is what? Okay, um, and <laughs> oh, it, you're so upset about that. <laughs> well, the point the point is we're like I honestly think it's bad. It's bad television direction um, because we start with Bart. And then it pans into the TV, right? And then when it pans out, it's like it's a it's it's a different person, different place, and we are assumed that he's watching the television. We're never shown that he really is. I think the better 
choice would be to uh, have us see him watching it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a little bit, um, it, it's a little bit disorienting, just the way that the shot is set up, yeah. right? Uh, and I don't usually mention the what I what I see is in the Simpsons like that, um, but they're a cartoon show, and there's there's no limits, mm-hmm. right? And I, it's just a bad choice. <laughs> And that's all I'll say on that. All right. Moving on. <laughs> that's fine. My favorite for any of these kinds of conversations is just the, the gag with the two homers where it's they talk about like whatever it is, like the animation sometimes has mistakes and oh, the yeah. homer walks by the window. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So those that's, those that, meta jokes are, yeah. are Any, always a treat. So anytime yes, they're you say great. something like that, it just like that's all that flashes through my head. <laughs> but it but it just it burns my butt when it's not a meta joke and it's just a <laughs> bad choice. <laughs> Groovy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> don't have a lot of credentials. <laughs> so the thing I like about the B plot, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot to like about it. Um, I do like like I kind of mentioned when we first started talking about it. I like that they are able to weave it into the A plot mm-hmm. uh, seamlessly in a very simple way. Yeah, oh, where it's like ketchup mustard guns <laughs> is a great gag on yeah, its, its own. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, uh, and it just shows that Bart is an opportunist as well. That's right, right. Yeah. Because like Burns comes over and he's like, "Oh, this solves my problem right now." Where's my mustard and ketchup gun yeah. that I save for just such an occasion? He's probably got it already oh, loaded yeah. somewhere. I'm sure he does, yeah. He's got a whole armory, I'm sure, with different condiments. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I do like the the way they do that, and I what I really like about it too that kind of eerily rung true to me is when Bart gives him the money gives Homer the money. He's like, you know, I spent $350 on your credit card. And he's like, what? He's like, it's okay. I got, I got it back for you. And he's like, ah, $350. I can go spend this. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's how I operate a lot of the time. Like, (laughs) that's how all of us. Yeah. Like, Oh, like this, I should pay off my credit card debt with this, but no, it's money I can spend. Why would I do that? Nor does he at that. And then there's no follow up with like, how did you get it? Why did you do it there? Why? Like just, it's just, Hey money. He's got money. He's laughing. Yeah. And the Mary Worth phone, I think, is great it's also. Great. Yeah. Stern. I can sell you this Mary Worth phone. <laughs> no groaning. No groaning in my, in my store. <laughs> and like that's it. That's that's the whole B plot. Yeah. Right there. And that's before the dance. Yeah. Right. Yep. Because then they have to focus on the the marriage and they stuff. Have to focus on the marriage. And but by also the time the, the wedding punching. got here, I was like, I was looking at my watch. I was like, I know what's coming next. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. This does not end well. And I don't think the ending is good. Yeah, it's a little bit tidy. I mean, I do like them on the bus, and the song itself for the credits is Grandpa's version of Sound of Silence. Yeah, the Sound of Grandpa is a fun little parody. Yeah. Um, yeah but, that. like, just the whole, like, I don't want to be either. Hot diggity damn, that's good enough for me. I I honestly feel like that's what, it was 3 a.m. in the writer's room, and they were like, <laughs> Hot diggity dab, that's good enough for me. This <laughs> let's, uh, let's go home. Let's go home. Sometimes sometimes that's the best creative moment. Yeah, so, sometimes you gotta yeah. do that. Sometimes, and sometimes <laughs> it ends up like this. <laughs> Can we talk about like ki- why is kissing just so gross in The Simpsons? <laughs> and it's not even just old people. Like kissing is like there is no kissing is because they have no gross. chins. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like these, like especially when you get like the full lips, like get that smooch, and there's a yeah. bunch of it in this episode. Yeah, 
It's, it's because they have no chins. Yeah, it only ever works if it's just a like a, a quick peck. Yeah, and that's and if it's in a romantic situation like with Homer and Marge when they you know they just have a little kiss. Yeah, that's nice. It's a nice moment. Anytime anyone like kisses more than that, it's like no. Yeah, it gets gross. And then you get the full frontal like <laughs> kiss the first person I guess kind of point of view. Yeah, never never good. <laughs> Are you talking about like at the dance when Grandpa goes in for a kiss? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be grotesque. Yes, Yes, that one is. But I feel like (laughs) that's like not the only time that kind of kiss happens. No, I think there's 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 one that I remember specifically where Selma's on a date with Hans Molman. Oh yeah, he goes in for a kiss, and that's when she envisions her her future with him. That one's definitely supposed to be grotesque (laughs) (laughs) because it's Hans Molman. Yeah, Yeah. it's like kissing a peanut. Ugh. yeah, the the fact that three grown men all punch Bart in the face. Oh yeah, let's talk about uh, child abuse. <laughs> fucking great. It's, it's worth funny. it because that is yeah. a funny gag. It's a really but funny. But it's only because they think he's Homer Simpson as <laughs> an adult. So the, the first two, the third yeah. one is just like that's for keeping me waiting, yeah, which is like yeah. that's not how a delivery man should operate. And I should mean, be fired, sir. I mean, I love that he says you're a special, special delivery. delivery. <laughs> oh man. It, yeah. And the first one's from Sinatra. That's Homer Simpson, I uh, got your uh, special delivery. <laughs> Go away. If you don't open the door, I can't give you your special delivery. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone, if, if a purelator or a UPS guy came to your door and did that, I would be terrified, first <laughs> of all. Do. I would be like, yeah. lock the door, call the police. Unless this man I was is here to murder me. Something. Well, yeah, you if know. I see like, oh, there's my loot crate, then sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, if I ordered something, I'd be like, man, wait for that book. Yeah, it's, come on. This podcast why you should be earlier? brought to you by Loot Crate. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Take note, Loot Crate. This could be your advertising time. That's yeah. right. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I would be terrified. Um, also, I just love how the like the two men before that are almost like just in line to like punch Homer in the face because they're very quickly they're ringing that doorbell. They're super quick. As soon as he closed the door, ding dong. Um, yeah. What was the first one? Frank Sinatra letters? Yeah. St- I was, the Sinatra one is the one I remember, and the last one's the actual thing. What's the middle one? What's, I can't remember now. Yeah, that's that rule of three. I keep forgetting the middle teen, one. Right? Yeah. Oh, stealing golf balls or something? Yeah, yeah. stealing golf balls from the driving yeah. range. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why would he need those? Homer, I, lo- I love all these little <laughs> insights into Homer's life outside of the <laughs> <Yes>. show. Like... <laughs> So clearly this is a, a habit thing that he does, something he does often, enough well, for someone just, to come to his house. I just like that these things are, like, some of the adventures that he gets into, we just don't see, right? Yep. It's, uh, so it's like the Simpsons are just like this all the time. It's not like this is a different thing for them. They're just always like this. Well, yeah, you see that because, like, Marge makes him a, a ruin cake. Like, he's yep. always yeah. like that. She knows. That. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I got you a cake, special cake to ruin right over there. I know. Ooh. Yeah, it's like. He calls his daughter McGaggy. It's not McGaggy's birthday. <laughs> no, Homer, it's not. It's not. Um, yeah, one of the rare times we get a, some semblance of time passing, kind of. Uh, oh yeah, the with fact the birthday. that uh, celebrating a birthday, like yeah. we've had, we've seen Lisa celebrate a birthday, we've seen Bart celebrate a birthday, now we see Maggie. I don't think we ever see any of them celebrate birthdays again. Well, no, they've turned the age that they will be for yeah. the rest of time, so <laughs> they're now trapped in this time loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah the fifth year you can still kind of get away with that. After yeah, that, it's like <laughs> mm, yeah, too many. Well, because Lisa's Lisa and Bart's birthdays were both in season three. We see them, however, 
uh, go on summer vacation many more times. Oh, yes. Many times. Yeah. Right. Uh, the next one is the summer of four foot two, I think. That's in season seven. So it's possible there's uh, Bart of Darkness. Yeah, that summer is summer vacation, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, now I'll be the queen of summer. Actually, our friend uh, The Real Jims on YouTube has a uh, Simpsons mystery devoted to the Simpsons timelines. Uh, he's got a past, present, and a future uh, video uh, all about Simpsons, the time of the Simpsons episodes. Mm. They're all very good, so check that out on YouTube. There's a plug for him. I really like his videos. I know. Yeah. That's why we had him as a guest. They're like really good. We should have him back. <laughs> we should. <Yeah. laughs> At uh, least in season six. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, didn't we want to have him back for uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns? Because he did like a whole thing on it. Yeah, why not? Or do you think he might be like tired of talking about it? We'll ask him. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can sit here no, and let's speculate keep, all. Let's keep yeah, let's, let's, it. For the let's podcast. get really into this. Uh, I don't even know this guy, and I'll get into this too. <laughs> I'll also, yeah, give him my two cents. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so do we want to do we want to go on over to the reference desk? Sure. Are we done already? I kind of feel like okay. It. Yeah. 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 I fit most of the things. Yeah. I feel like. Um. Reference desk, let's go. I just really want to bring up Jimmy Durante because sure. because oh, Durant, I don't know who that Durante, is. Durante, yeah. Durante, um, yeah, because I, Durante. I'd never, I'd never heard of him before this episode. Like, and I, this is the only time I've ever heard of him. Yeah, is this episode? Um, and according to Wikipedia, um, he was an American singer, pianist, comedian, and actor. Um, and radio personality. He was a radio personality. That's where the so the reference in the episode, "Good night, Mrs. Bouvier, wherever you are." That's his sign off on his radio show, not Mrs. Bouvier. It's Mrs. Like Mooney or something. Good night, Mrs. Durante. No, no. We <laughs> <laughs> remembered if it was one, actually his that his own be, name. That no, would, it was. Uh, I I had it here. Hold on, I jumped to the reference desk so quick. I'm out, out of my notes. Oh goodness, uh, I know. Uh, How dare you? Stall. Just start vamping, Greg. Tell us the story. Well, uh, here we go. Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. Wow, that's... They go deep in some. Yeah. That yeah. Also, actually, that one uh, references the deep one with, um, like, one I would not have gotten when that episode first came out in 94. Uh, the um, Her friends who she Oh, yeah, all went crazy. All, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like... Ella Fitzgerald, Sylvia Plath, and what was the other lady? Zelda Fitzgerald. Oops. Francis Farmer. <laughs> No, I think it was Ella Fitzgerald, the famed jazz singer. Sure. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was that's the like legend a, of Zelda yeah. Fitzgerald. Yeah. <laughs> that is a deep dive joke that I definitely wouldn't have gotten in '94. Yeah. Um, episode's title is based on Lady Chatterley's Lover. That is correct by D. H. Lawrence. That sultry minx. Yes. <laughs> uh, of course, we've already mentioned the sound of Grandpa, sound of silence, Simon and Garfunkel, um, which which ties into the the whole yep. graduate, the yeah, graduate, graduate thing. Bands. yeah, the um, big graduate parody, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, the, the Armor Hot Dogs, yeah, and Chicken Tonight, Chicken Tonight, chicken tonight. yeah. Is Armor Hot Dogs a real thing? Like yeah. I know Chicken yeah. Tonight is, but I didn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, that that was that was something I I thought that The Simpsons made up when I watched this because it's a very old commercial, like it's mm. in black and white. And, and they, um, uh, they even, but that's the same. The song is directly taken from that. Right. They even mentioned Arbor hot dogs again. Yeah, when uh, Skinner yeah. has the hot dog bomb. A bomb? On his... Those are hot dogs. Armor hot dogs. Yeah. What kind of man wears armor <laughs> hot dogs? 
And of course, me as a kid thinks, oh, they reference their own, <laughs> their right. own yeah, 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 yeah. hot dog brand they made up. But nope, it's a real thing. Um, Charlie Chaplin and the Gold Rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where that's taken from. He does uh, he does it with dinner rolls, not yeah, pota- see, potatoes. I, I, I did not. I did not know it was. I knew it was Chaplin. I did not know it was from the Gold Rush. Oh yeah, yeah. Greg, you gotta watch the Gold Rush. That's that's all. Never seen a Chaplin movie. movie. Oh my god, modern, story. modern times. You gotta, that's that's yeah. the one to start. With. You gotta watch some Chaplin. Modern yeah. times is great, but Gold Rush is Gold Rush. also. I haven't seen it, but I what about it's the good. kid? <laughs> I was actually about to follow up with the kid. I would start someone with the kid. I feel, but <laughs> yeah. not the Great Dictator. No, I think you got to watch that kind of last after you've watched yeah. a few. Yeah, yeah, because that's okay. got the reveal of the only time he ever talks, yeah. and it's like it's yeah, it, it goes the deepest. I feel like you got to is that get the to only the time tramp. he ever talks? Yeah, on film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> Charles Chaplin did in talk real life. In yeah, real. Well, no, 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 sure no, no. He, he didn't do people. any any after that. Never is the tramp. Like that's the only time the tramp. Oh, talks. the tramp talks. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that makes more sense than I thought it would. So there's. A uh, very small little sign gag in th- when they're at the dance. Uh, Red Bream and his band of us some esteem. Yeah, uh, that's based on Les Brown and his band of renown. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a deep pull. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, they they kind of have a visual reference to Reservoir Dogs, which was uh, recent uh, this time, uh, with uh, Bart and Burns facing off with the guns. Oh no! I did not catch that. Yeah. yeah, just kind of the the stance is very, at least in promotional material, very Reservoir Dogs esque. Yeah, uh, yeah. You would think it would be someone on the ground though. Well, Bart's small. That's, so that's true. Good that's point. Why. Yeah. Fair enough. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, point made. <laughs> uh, Glenn Miller's song "Moonlight Serenade." It's her favorite song. It's her favorite song. And Grandpa plays it poorly on the organ later. Yep, very poorly. <laughs> and, Grandpa's uh, not good at much. No. And the Benny Goodman song, uh, Sing, Sing, Sing. Is that what that's called? Sing, Sing, Sing. Yep. I've heard it so many times, and I hate it so much. I've never even considered that, yeah, like, of course it has a name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this is a thing that I have to deal that, with so in my life. It's a thing that exists, yeah, exists in, in, in this world. cultural like it zeitgeist. Yeah. It's like Flight of the Bumblebee. Right. Yeah. Or Flight of the Valkyries. Or Flight of the Valkyries. Or Flight of the Navigator. Which one's that? It's a movie. Great movie. Great movie. Speaking of great movies. <laughs> Flight of the a, Phoenix. It seemed like a slight, I feel like age Or just Flight. But yeah. Flight of the Navigator. With, I want to go home with Denzel Washington. <laughs> or Flight Plan. Flight Plan with yeah. <laughs> Jodie Foster and Sean Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Where he is, uh, surprise, the bad guy. Uh, spoilers for Flight Plan. <laughs> is he actually the bad guy? Yeah. I've seen that movie. Why didn't I remember <laughs> that? <laughs> it's weirdly one of the... Because people will make the joke about how Sean Bean either always dies or betrays someone or both. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, that one always sticks out in my brain. Because that was, I think, one of the first instances of that, aside from Boromir, that I saw. And I'm like, oh, he's betraying someone again. <laughs> That's that's not Goldeneye stuff. No, I never, I've never seen Goldeneye. What? It's like the best one. Yeah, that's what I hear. The best Bronson one, you mean, right? It's the only good Bronson one. Yeah, that's wait. Charles Bronson is in this movie. Yeah, amazing. Brosnan. 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 Excuse my. It's it's the only it's the only good Pierce Brosnan. Best Charles Bronson Bond. Could you imagine? Is Death Wish Seven? He would be fucking. Wait, wait. He would have been amazing. Fucking. He would be a good Bond. Yeah. 
Enough of this fucking. But they need to be Englishmen. So yeah, well, like let uh, him do his best accent. <laughs> like like Great Escape era Charles Bronson. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, like current era. Br- Either one. Bronson. I'll take. It. Is he still alive? Yeah. I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> if not, I, I, feel I, feel like I, I bet he wishes guy. he was dead. <laughs> ah, hey. Oh. Moving right Death along. Wish. Ew, I wish I was dead. Um, <laughs> what happened? Where was I? Here we go. Uh, so uh, apparently the Seniorville trolley is a reference to the Toonerville trolley, which is something I don't know what that is. Great references. Yep. Great. Really, nope, this is really all, this is all great references. content. Yeah, uh, I'm it right now. <laughs> uh, the Hal Roach Apartments. Oh, yeah. We were, I was going to talk about how she li- doesn't live at the retirement castle. That's right. She lives at the Hal Roach Apartments. Yeah. So and so does some other lady who looks slightly like, <laughs> like her mom. I want to transition that into, into favorite, favorite jokes, jokes okay. because that's my favorite joke <laughs> in the whole episode. <laughs> Can I come to rolls the window up, not a second thought. Oh <laughs> and it's Homer who does it. Episode MVP. <laughs> Charles, did you have a favorite joke? I, I'm going to go with uh, a very subtle, and it's probably like no one would ever think this is the funniest joke, but I think maybe I'm partly bringing it up because we didn't talk about it too, but the visa, just the whole him <laughs> stealing the Bart Going through the cards, the cards not, yeah, knowing what's the cards, card. not knowing what's a credit card. How about a visa? And yes, of course, that's what I meant. Visa. It's these new dentures. <laughs> it's these new dentures. Like that, yeah, <laughs> that bit is uh, very enjoyable for me. It's like a Home Alone thing. Credit card? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Uh, my favorite is the whole sequence uh, of Whoop-de-doo, uh, Whoop-de-doo Tarantula Town. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. That, that part in general is very funny to me, and <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But then, specifically, anyone who's been in love can go home early today. Yeah. Everyone cheers and leaves, <laughs> except one poor oh, man who just Doesn't sits it, there in sadness. And that must have been before, um, what's the, the, the Jack Lemon character? Because I feel like oh, I was yeah. waiting before, for the Jack Lemon voice Gil, yeah. to be like, oh, Gil doesn't have love. <laughs> oh, I don't have any like it's, I feel like it's a precursor my to, that, to that character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you can't game. beat a Coleco. Uh. Talk about rust proofing. These things will <laughs> rust up on you like that. Can we talk about the Damn worst? It, Gil, close can we talk the about sale. the worst joke that I feel like I might not have got? Yeah, sure. the condom that okay. like he finds. What like he finds a condom and latex he's like latex condom. Somebody say I want to be in there later. He sa- so he says uh, latex condo. Ah, so you can surmise that the M has you. been ripped off, or yes. that he can't read properly. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so he thinks it's some kind of condominium. That yeah. he wants to. And so he's like, "Boy, I'd like to live in one of those." I missed the condo part, so I just thought he said you latex condom, and I want to live in it. And I was, I n- <laughs> did not get. You know that. what's funny is, as a kid, I had the reverse effect where I didn't know what a condom was. Yep, right. Did and so uh, he's like reading latex condo. Boy, I'd like to live in one of those. I'm like, yeah, okay, that yeah. that sounds fine. <laughs> I don't know what latex is, but it sounds fancy. So that would be a nice place to live. Why is this? This is just sad. It It wasn't until much later I realized it was a joke. (laughs) So that's fun. (laughs) Much, much later. Uh, Very quickly, the uh, filmography of Troy McClure. Mm, We got a couple new ones to add to his list. Uh, The Boat Jacking of Super Ship 79. And Hydro, the man with the hydraulic arms. You know the boat jacking of... That that one, what that's a reference to, right? No, the taking of Pelham one two three. Was that? Oh, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, there the there was a the recent one. The recent movie. one was a remake. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a movie from the seventies. Okay, 
um, starring, I think, Walter Matthau. Yeah, Walter Matthau. There you go. Mm. Yeah, we got both him and Jack Lemmon in our top conversation. <laughs> got it. That's the grumpy old men uh, guarantee. That's right. <laughs> we'll always reference both Stick or one around for grumpy old men too. Grumpier old men. That's right. They knew what they were doing. Boat trip. <laughs> <laughs> what? Boat Is trip. that the subtitle? No. Is that because no, that's, that's just, just a Cuba Gooding Jr. That's a, no, it's a Joe Pesci movie. Oh. <laughs> Joe Pesci and Danny Clover. Just like. What am I thinking of? The one with Cuba Gooding Jr.? Uh, how Stella got her groove back. No. <laughs> <laughs> you always think that. It's never that movie. <laughs> I'm never thinking of that movie. <laughs> one of these days. One of these days. I'll get it one day. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anywho. Um, Thanks, Charles, for for coming by and watching an episode with us. Thanks for having me again, even if there was no free swag. I still was happy to be here. You're a really great guest. Come back anytime. (laughs) (laughs) There's your swag. How about that? Compliments. A a genuine compliment from me (laughs) to you. That's yeah, that's rare. The best and I'm gonna get to play it over and over. There you go. Download it and when I it'll be my ringtone. Yeah. (laughs) It's You're a great guest. You're a great guest. You're a great great guest. guest. Come back anytime. Um, well, I guess that about does it for us here at Two Bad Neighbors. Yeah, join us next time for the season finale. Season finale of season five, Secrets from a Successful Marriage. Yeah. Yeah, if I wanted to go to a class where someone was eating an orange, I'd go to the orange-eating class. Then here's an orange. Just eat the damn orange! Uh, but, uh, if you would like to send us a email or a message, we are on Facebook. We have Twitter at bat neighbor, bad neighbors pod, not bat neighbors pod. That's a different. Twitter handle, I imagine. talking to you right now. That's there's, right. There's no advertisers in place. So let's get some so jingles let's, on let's this bad it, boy. Let's get it out there. We get yeah. over 300 view, uh, listens every episode. Boom. So that's, you know, it's not nothing. It's pretty good. People will hear your ads. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. More than nothing, less than something. <laughs> <laughs> And as always, you can email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And uh, that that's it. I don't have anything else to say. Anything to plug, fellas? Oh, wow. I already plugged my yeah, event you plugged at the your beginning. Thing. Uh, Ignite Festival of Emerging Artists, there June you go. 6 to 10. It's going to have theater, dance, uh, interdisciplinary, nightclubs, uh, animation. If you're mm. a fan of animation, maybe you're listening because I like animated. You can see emerging animators from Quick Draw, all sorts of good stuff. Will there where, be swag? Where is that? There will be T-shirts available. Oh, and yeah. that is, thank you for asking, Greg. <laughs> that is uh, based primarily out of the Pump House Theater. Oh, you're doing that there again? Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Greg? I love it. I love it. Pump House <laughs> Theaters in Calgary. It's good times. It's good times. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm too. I'm good. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time for the season finale. And keep watching the skis. <laughs> <laughs>